Hello and welcome to Rocket's Accelerated Geek Conversation. This episode is brought to you by Squarespace. I'm Simone de Rochefort, supervising video producer at Polygon, and I'm here with Christina Warren, senior developer advocate at GitHub, and Brianna Wu, executive director of Rebellion Pack. We have a real fun show for you this week because it's the horny it is, show. It's the horny we're show. We're having a horny show. <laughs> I mean, Listen. it is. We didn't plan it. It's just we were looking at all the stories we were interested in, and and they involve horniness and uh, Simone's car fetish. So yeah, and yes. here's the problem. Next week is the Apple event. It is mm-hmm. happening on the fifteenth, so we will not be able to cover it next week because our show comes out the day before the freaking Apple event, which is annoying. But I think that in preparation for that, the whole tech world is like, let's let's really buckle down, put our heads in the (laughs) sand and I I don't know, uh, be horny for a minute. So that's what we're going to do. We we're going to be talking about Baldur's Gate three and the difficult questions that game devs have to face. Back up. No, next week we will be able to call for Apple because it's on the 12th. I don't what? know why I you thought, thought it was on the 15th. No, because it's, Are you kidding me? it's, it's, it's the iPhone 15. No, but the, the phone, <gasps> the, the announcement's on the 12th. Oh my God. What's happening on the 15th then? Did I just make that? Uh, oh you my did. God, I did. I, I, <laughs> Simone, reboot. I know you did. Simone. You know exactly yeah. what I did. I know exactly oh, what you God. did. Yeah, I know exactly what you did because you saw iPhone 15 and dis- I, I totally yep. got you. Yep. yep. I turned that two upside down i moved sure the did. 15 over yeah the iphone 12 that will be announced on september 15th great we're going back in time everybody tim cook has done it he's invented the time machine he said the iphone 12 was where it all went wrong we're redoing <laughs> it we are fixing america back to the future Wow, apologies to everyone who just spent the last like minute or so screaming at their phones for me to stop, stop, go back. <laughs> You're wrong. <laughs> I want to know why Simone is dis- giving disinformation to our listeners. This is uh, very troubling. It's a really good question. And many people are asking why I continually spread misinformation online. <laughs> But now let's get back to spreading uh, good information. Well, in any case, I won't be covering the iPhone event next week because I will be away. That being (laughs) said, we will on the show. Baldur's Gate 3, talking about those horny companions. And then a truly one of the worst data leaks that I've ever heard of. And it just in terms of like the breadth of information available uh, in a chastity cage, which will not be named, which we'll be discussing for topic two. As dessert today, our final fun topic, we are going to be talking about the catastrophe that is 2023 Burning Man. You knew we would do it. And Love then it. our subscribers, Boosties, who get an ad-free show and a bonus segment every week, Brianna and I, and Christina will be there as well. I'm not sure how much she'll participate, but it's fine. We'll be talking about cars. <laughs> I'll be excited for both of you. I'll be excited for both of you. I will be, I will be like the cheerleader in the background being like, yay! Go car. That's the mark of a good friend. Um, I'm going to be taking a performance driving class next week. So I'm going to have Brianna talk to me a little bit about driving sports cars, something that she does with some regularity and I have never done. So I'm so excited to get these uh, Uh, driving, performance driving tips from the master. Simone, you're so right. That had what, like 7,000 horsepower? 
And the thing is, a sports car is really just a mental state. And if you treat your 1988 Toyota Tercel like a sports car, it will become one for you, which you can vouch having a been driven in the poor creature. <laughs> I love Having that been treated car. to my cornering I abilities. I love that car. <laughs> Thank you. I'm so excited. If you want to learn more about how you can become a subscriber and get a bonus segment every week, go to relay.fm slash membership. But now into the show. Apparently, a bug was responsible for making Baldur's Gate 3 companions too horny. <laughs> To the shock and horror of players who just assumed that they were supposed to be like that. Game director Swen Vinky told The Gamer at PAX West this week that the approval thresholds for the player's companions in Baldur's Gate 3 were too low when the game shipped. He said, quote unquote, they weren't supposed to be that way and have since mostly been fixed to the despair of gamers everywhere. Uh, the wizard Gale was apparently the companion most affected by the bug, uh, but a lot of the a lot of the player the companions came on a little too strong with very little provocation early in the game. Uh, and in response to that, I would like to say, why not me? Why <laughs> yeah. why didn't I experience this? Why again? Not me. We're not getting calls from uh, Anna Delvey. I'm not getting hit <sighs> on by Gale. Um, we're not getting calls from Sam Bankman Freed. Like, who, right. what, what, what am I doing what, wrong? What, I, I'm with you on this because I've, I've been enjoying Baldur's Gate 3 and I also did not get, I, I guess I missed out on the horniness um, patch. Wow, we were too late. And we were too late, honestly. And I'm so upset about this because like, damn. I do think I was too late. Uh, Vinky went on to say it was supposed to simulate how real relationships are and therefore uh, was simply too fast. Uh, Brianna, have you started Baldur's Gate 3 yet? Yeah, you can like pretty much anyone in the game. Oh, this is going to be rough for me, isn't it? (laughs) You're going to have to bleep a lot of stuff. If you look at the romance page, it is ridiculous how many people you can in this game i mean it's it's impressive it is a a masterpiece of programming i mean like guys girls like like demons whatever you're into Baldur's gate is gonna deliver see this is i think one of the important things about Baldur's gate and where it is in the gaming world right now and i'm not being facetious it has been years since a good bioware game came out yes and bioware obviously known for providing like really story rich rpgs that also happen to include a bevy of beautiful friendly loyal companions Mm -hmm. that the player can slowly over the course of many hours build relationships with and also sleep with and everyone like not everyone loves these games obviously but that These games have a very intense fan base, not just because of the horniness, but also because of the story component and like the the romance of it all. Yeah, it's both. I mean, look, to be clear, like it's it's the it's the romance novel aspect of this. Right. That's why we love this, because it's like a romance novel, but, you know, visual. Exactly. It's great. Yes. And Baldur's Gate 3 has come out at a time when, like, unfortunately, I, I think the news just came out, like, uh, last week or a week ago that BioWare let go a whole ton uh, of, like, writers who sucks. have been at that company for ages and who, like, are responsible for writing some of the most critically acclaimed video mm-hmm. game stories that we've had in, in yes. recent decades. And Baldur's Gate 3 happens to have come out at a time when people are like, oh, my God, are we 
ever going to get the next Dragon Age game? Are we ever going to get another Mass Effect? Because the last one was pretty rough when it came out. I I think some people did end up coming around to it. I never really did. It's fine. I did not either. Because it, 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 but but honestly, I don't know if any game could have like matched up. Yeah, it it, it was tough. I mean, coming as a kind of a a new start after that original trilogy ended. Exactly. So Baldur's Gate 3 excellent story deep story people are really into the role-playing aspect of it and if i may say hot as hell companions <laughs> yes the first time i i, I load up i'm not very far in this game at all but within the very first hour you um come across asterian who if you haven't played this game i was brought so low in this moment he is a white-haired uh emaciated looking evil looking elf dude <laughs> he is he's not just evil looking he's evil um and i saw him and heard his like sultry voice <laughs> his sarcastic little voice and i said oh my god oh my god yeah they've got me dead to rights i didn't know that i was so easy i should be ashamed of myself i took one look at that that pasty little elf mm-hmm. and i said you're mine you, you, I, I'm gonna Spike, make you mine. <laughs> Spike, Spike was your favorite on Buffy, wasn't it? Oh yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, you got her. Yeah, you yeah, got her. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I yeah. was gonna say I totally know your type. No, it, Gail, Gail does it for me, yeah. without a doubt. Gail, because Gail is basically uh, one of the um, uh, the Australian brothers. What's their? Oh, you know, Chris you Hemsworth. Know, yeah, yeah, Hemsworth. Hemsworth. Luke Hemsworth. Gail Hemsworth. Gail, Gail is Hemsworth brother. Okay, let's just be honest Gail, about that. I think he's a little basic. Yeah, that's why I love him. <laughs> I love him. Are you kidding me? He's a Hemsworth brother. I love him. He's I, great. I guess I, I've gone, I, I've just gone down the other side where it takes freaky druid bear romances to get me oh, going at this point, you know? That's fair. Uh, Telson yeah. for you. Yeah, yeah. Gotta go. All right, come on. Somebody that can shape shift into a bear and love you absolutely <laughs> that's the beauty of this game is that literally it's, it's like they they didn't just throw one dart at the center of the bullseye they th- <laughs> like like stretched out their arms and threw 10 darts at once and everyone's like oh god they got me this is, anyway this is why i wonder how did we go because when i was a teenager you know beauty and the beast comes out which is a movie with the beast oh, like yeah. oh i'm yeah. so horrible no one will ever and now like like just a few years later we're like the bear <laughs> like, absolutely <laughs> well okay i blame this uh, as with most you know things on the internet i do blame free culture for this because they've ruined everything yeah and i wouldn't and so, say so, ruined i mean i would but like you know <laughs> I, I say I, mean, I would but 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 uh i mean i say that both with love and disdain like it's it's a mixture of both so yeah it's a compliment, but a derogatory compliment. Basically. Exactly. It, it, 100%. <laughs> like, it, it is absolutely a compliment in parentheses derogatory. Like, that's 100% my, my assessment of that. Yeah. I say it with love, but also with disdain. I, I share that. I share that assessment. I'm sorry, Simone. <laughs> I was thinking about this when I was seeing the very controversial Picasso exhibit at the Brooklyn Museum. Um, and he has a bunch of like sketches of women and minotaurs. And there's this theme where he like represents himself as a minotaur. And it's this kind of like, mm. uh, oh, God, I'm so horrible. I'm a monster. No one could love me. But also like I'm really hot and strong and virile. Um, and I, it was such a missed opportunity, I think, because they 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 kind of showcase his work alongside a bunch of women artists. 
And one thing that if I've learned one thing about being on the internet all from being on the internet all my mm-hmm. life is that there is a large contingent of women out there who are monster effers. Oh, and yes. there's yeah. no art yes. of yeah. like monster effing women represented. That would be like a great counterpoint to this work by Picasso. Um and anyway, that's what I think about when I saw the uh, beautiful demon with <laughs> huge horns and red Is skin in Baldur's Gate 3. I, I think that he demon was could to be, me, Brianna. That demon could be a lot more effable in my view. Well, I'm forgetting his name. I'm with you. Like, definitely, like, I mean, I can see the appeal, but I also definitely think that he could be way more effable. Yeah. Like, what I've learned here is we all have very different tastes. Okay, so Baldur's Gate 3... I think by the time I ended up playing it, I, I was probably a week late uh, playing same. it on my Steam Deck, which, by the oh, way... Oh, my God, same. It's yes. the right place. Yeah. yeah, it's the best place to play it, in Could my opinion. Could not agree more. Yes. Could not agree more. Yeah. I mean, definitely is built for, frankly. I started my playthrough on, like, my mega PC, like, as we were finishing up Rocket, and just because I wanted to try the character creator. And then, like, I just started uh, on my Steam Deck in bed that night and just have not looked back at all. Like, completely well, got addicted to it. the other great thing about that, because uh, I know my coworker, Pat, he uh, started on PC as well, but has a Steam Deck and has been just jumping seamlessly back and forth between the two. Yep. So again, not to be a living advertisement for the Steam Deck. But it is the best. It, look, we we picked the Switch. I think that was our favorite tech product like three years in a row. Mm-hmm. And I feel like the Steam Deck is going to be that. Like, that's the next Switch for yeah, us. I think like... I agree with as, that. As, as like a, as, I do as, like want a, best a Steam product Deck of the year. too, though. I mean, because oh, it's a little... Yeah, I, I don't even know what the graphics technology is, but it's so clear it's upsampling it from like a really low resolution image and it's just mm. hazy and a little weird but it's beautiful at the same time it's really do you know what i'm talking about no i do i mean look the, the graphics is actually are pretty decent i mean they're using a custom ryzen chip i think it's because it's a 720p screen yeah. honestly i think yeah. that's what's doing it for yeah. you uh, i think i think that if it had like a, a higher res screen you would be happier if you had it hooked up to a tv or something for me i'll be honest I'm fine with like what it is, but I'm also, I would definitely like look at a, a Steam Deck, look forward to a Steam Deck too. Mm-hmm. The big thing though is that like Valve is doing the thing that Valve always does, which is fix other people's mistakes and patch games that are not theirs so that they will run well on the freaking Steam Deck. And you know what? Thank you, Valve. Yeah. Thank you that for doing rules. the work because that does rule. And that is why there is now like people are like, oh, Linux gaming is the thing now. I'm like, no. Steam OS gaming is a thing now. <laughs> yep. No one is gaming on regular Linux. Shut up. But Steam OS is is which is Linux based, but like whatever. Like it, it, because you know Valve is doing like you know the Lord's work and mm-hmm. uh, and bringing us a great experience. And, but Baldur's Gate, like I haven't even played it on my PS5. Um, I don't know if I will because uh, I just got it on Steam and I was like, this is my Steam Deck game. This is how I want to do I feel like PC slash Steam Deck is really the way to go for me because just like, you know, usually I love to sit on my couch and stare at a yes. huge TV. There's so many tiny freaking menus in this game. I feel like that's why it works so yep. well for me on Steam Deck because I'm like holding this thing two inches from my face exactly. going, what am I doing? No, I'd be so annoyed like with my PlayStation. Like I really would be. I'd be like, I'd be pissed off. And this is also why, Brie, you weren't on when we were when Simone and I were trying to figure out like what the hell the PlayStation um uh portable thing is. Yeah. But like this this to me is like uh, it points out sort of a failure of that to a certain extent. Because I'm like, okay, maybe then that maybe Baldur's Gate would be better in that configuration. But do I want to spend what is it, two hundred dollars 
to mm-hmm. to have that experience when I could just play it on my Steam Deck. Like, no. Yeah. You know? So I want to just, uh, before we move on from this topic, I want to yes. move back to the original thing, which was the bug here. Of course. And, yes. you know, what I really find so interesting about this is, at least in my playthrough experience, Baldur's Gate is a super, super, super complicated game with a ton of variables. And yeah, speedrunners are finding ways to break it, but generally speaking, it's a really like solid game. Like it's it's well tested. It's not a Bethesda release. I don't understand how this particular bug did not get caught because it's one of the right. first things you're going to catch in playtesting. And it seems like it's such a straightforward variable and it's across everyone's experiences. Do you know? That's especially interesting because it was also in early access right. for like three right. years. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. So, okay. All right. So let's do conspiracy theories. Okay. Do you think that like everybody just kind of liked the horniness yeah. and just accepted it yeah. and didn't really note it as a bug, even if it was a bug. And then maybe oh. once it went wide, there might've been like more chatter where people were like pointing out how horny it was. And they were like, I mean, technically this is bug. We should probably turn this down. Like that's, that's kind of what I'm feeling. Yeah. Like somebody, they log on to Twitter and be like, Hey, how did this person romance Lazale in act one? <laughs> right. Right. Because it was one of those things that like, even if people sh- knew it should have been something that they caught, they were just like, okay, but I like it. Yeah. And uh, so my understanding is that act three gets a little, uh, <laughs> somewhat less polished than Acts 1 and 2. I wonder if this was like low pry for a while. Like maybe they did yeah. know about it. Oh, that And makes then sense maybe too. because it became such a talking point, they were like, well, crap, let's go back to this and fix that. Okay, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna actually believe your theory over mine because I think that's the most logical. Like yeah. I love the conspiracy theory that everybody just liked being horny. But I think the, <laughs> I think the more likely thing is that they knew about it. They didn't prioritize it. They were hoping that people wouldn't be so horny and like such like pervs and and make <laughs> yeah. it a thing. However, the internet is obviously going to be as horny and perverted as possible as early as possible. So that then became part of the discourse, which means that they had to prioritize fixing this known bug um, ahead of maybe some other things. That's what do you that's think? Now my, that's not my theory, Bree. I I don't know. It's I think it's a really good suggestion, Simone. It, it seems like horniness. And I'm not even saying this is a joke, but like. Horniness seems to have been a design goal of this game, yeah. right? <laughs> like, like a lot of work with writing and character design and plot th- trees. And 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 uh, like if you look at the way some of these romances tie into the plot, it, it doesn't happen serendipitously. So mm-hmm. it's I, I, I think I'm team conspiracy theory, Christina. I don't know. Okay, yeah, okay. let's go. Yeah. I mean, I mean, maybe it's a mix of both, right? But I definitely, I definitely don't. I, I think there could be room for both. But honestly, I, I do agree with you that I think that this is just a horny game, and that this is just something that maybe they were like, "Look, we want to make this as horny as possible and get it past the boss. Don't tell the boss how horny it is." And then everybody on Twitter blew, you know, the whistle on it. Yeah. Yeah. All right. This episode of Rocket is brought to you by Squarespace. Squarespace, the all-in-one platform for building your brand and growing your business online. You can stand out with a beautiful website, engage with your audience, and sell anything. Your products, services, and even the content that you create. Squarespace has got everything you need all in one place. 
Your customers, say you're running that beautiful little online store and you're legally not selling Baldur's Gate 3 fan art, but it's the <laughs> first example that's coming to my mind right now. So like you're you're selling you're selling beautiful art of elves Inspired. and vampires Inspired. and bears. Yeah. Yep. Um that are unrelated to any property Completely that unrelated. may or may not be copywritten. Uh, you can make checkout seamless for your customers with simple but powerful payment tools. Accept credit cards, PayPal, and Apple Pay and offer customers the option to buy now and pay later with Afterpay and ClearPay. You can also organize your content in the new asset library. All your beautiful paintings of bears uploaded, organized, and accessible in one place. No more scrambling to find the right content. You can manage all of your files from one central hub and use them across the Squarespace platform. You can also grow your business with Squarespace's analytics. Learn where your site visits and sales are coming from and analyze which channels are most effective. Posting that bear art on Tumblr? Let's find out how that how successful that is. Improve your website and build a marketing strategy based on your top keywords or most popular products and content. I have greatly loved my time building websites with Squarespace and it makes me wish that I still had some art to sell on this platform because I am really curious about their new design, their new website templates. Uh, they've always been so beautiful and so like easy to mess around with uh, and change things up. And I, I hope you listeners enjoy your time with Squarespace because you can get a free trial right now. Check out squarespace.com slash rocket for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com slash rocket and use the code Rocket to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or a domain. That is squarespace.com slash rocket and code rockets when you decide to sign up and get 10% off your first purchase. And to show your support for us here at Rocket, our thanks to Squarespace for their support of this show and all of Relay FM. TechCrunch reports that an unnamed chastity cage manufacturer is subject to a massive flaw that exposes, wait for it, users' emails, <laughs> passwords in plain text, home addresses, IP addresses, and sometimes GPS coordinates. Oh my god! I, you have to ask yourself: what, Can we get a? Can we get some credit card information in there? Like, there's yep. got to be more data. Can we get some blood type so information in there? Yeah, exactly. And yeah. is there anything else that we could add? A researcher reached out to TechCrunch anonymously to report this because he had contacted the company numerous times to warn them of the flaw and gotten no response, which is why the company wasn't named in the article. Uh, TechCrunch also reached out and got no response. The researcher then did what I think is a baller move uh, and defaced the company's website with a message warning oh, yeah. users about the data breach. And the company said, shoot. Uh, they did not say that to the researcher. They said shoot to themselves, uh, presumably, and then fix the website and seems to have yet to fix the vulnerability that is exposing everyone's. And I say again, Emails, passwords, and plain text, home addresses, IP addresses, and GPS oh. coordinates. Because this is a remote chastity cage where you put it on, uh, your partner activates it from wherever they are in the world, and they could be anywhere in the world. The article specified that um, to have a little fun with you wherever you are, and uh, someone will know where you are because they'll have access to your GPS coordinates. So, listeners. If you have a penis-oriented chastity cage that's manufactured in China and only works with Android phones, you should take a quick look at that. 
I am, of course, kidding because none of our listeners would have a chastity cage that doesn't have an iPhone All app. of them have it. That's All true. Of them. All of them. No, no, none of, them, none of them are Android users. What are you talking about? It's your yeah. mode. Absolutely. <laughs> oh, sorry, Android users again. Can I just say something really quickly? So yeah. since I've been using Mastodon a lot more, uh, there are actually a lot of Android users that listen to Rocket and they talked to <laughs> They were talking to it the other day. They're like, uh, oh, you no. know, even though you're such Apple fangirls, I still like your show. So fact check on that. Uh, secondly, wow, we have to help them. <laughs> right. Uh, so second thing is this is a story that comes from our listeners. And I just want to let you know. Yeah, thank if, you very much if, for this. If you pitch me a filthy story like this, of course, I'm going to tell it to Christina and Simone and they're going to go, Locked and it's going to be the top story, like it is Locked this and week. Loaded. Yeah, so just just pitch it, just just let us know. So my first question with this is like, how when someone is purchasing a product like this that you know is, is not coming from one of the like big name manufacturers, like a, say an Apple, a, a Google, etc. Not that those companies are perfectly secure all of the time, but okay. When you're purchasing something like this, how what can you do as best data practices to make sure that they are not, for example, leaking your emails, passwords, and plain text home addresses, IP addresses, and GPS coordinates? I'm okay. So I'm gonna I'm gonna be honest with you. Like the easiest thing to do is to not use like like internet connected sex toys. Yeah, yeah. like that's 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 honestly I hate yeah. to, I hate to say it, but that's the easiest thing to do. If something is asking for this information. Do not reuse passwords, number one. Do not give your address, number two, ever. Um, I don't know why there should be a geolocation thing there. The app should ideally alert you of that. But if it doesn't, or if you are somebody who just gets blind from all the, you know, uh, notifications or, or request stuff, that you just allow it to have it, then maybe you're SOL. Um, but yeah, it's it's very difficult because Apple has more stringent policies on on iOS apps than than Android does. But that doesn't mean that, this would not have been able to happen on iOS. I think that iOS probably just wouldn't have let the control app in the app store is kind of mm. my guess, but I don't even know that definitively because they probably do have sex toy apps in the app store. I just don't know about it. Yeah, this is this is a, the, genuinely this is a, a real problem that people have to face when we talk about uh, connected devices of all types, because if this thing is connected on your network and if it has personal information about you and if it is attached to your phone and could you know, carry some of those things with you, that could become like a, a threat. Like for me, the biggest thing here is like, it's got your, your address or your GPS coordinates, you know, your IP, all of that. And then this is a thing that is potentially allowed to control something that is on your body. I, I don't love this at all. Mm -hmm. Um, so there's a part of me that goes, okay, I get the fun of like the remote play and all of that stuff and how, you know, technology can make these things better. But Maybe go more analog. I'm just going to be honest. Mm -hmm. Maybe well, have a signal. Maybe, maybe, maybe like, you know, have someone text you and then you change the settings rather yeah. than remotely controlling it. I, I, I don't know. I, I hate to be a buzzkill, but I, I really agree with your assessment, uh, Christina. I mean, it's, it's, uh, this whole space is so underregulated, right? And then you look at, uh, there, these are such niche products, right? So yep. it's not like there's a, a really large market for this. You know, it's kind of like, it's like um, if you're getting home kit devices, you really want to go with like the biggest manufacturer that's doing right. the best stuff because people can get into your home and you want to do that. Well, I was going to say, yeah. I was going to say that's actually a perfect corollary, yeah. right? Because I think that these are 
similar in that you have a lot of HomeKit devices or things that use Matter or any of the other kind of um, formats that are often branded by companies that may or may not be reputable. And yep. in some cases are reputable brands, but they're all coming from China. Yep. We don't know what the firmware is. We don't, I don't think, have um, stringent enough um, as like kind of a, look, to be clear, I don't trust the government to regulate this, so I'm not calling for that. I would like to see the industry maybe step in more mm-hmm. and do more like kind of self-assessment of, of things to be like, okay, are we making sure that that these um, servers are secure, are making sure that these protocols are using the best you know, practices. I would like to see that, but it's really hard when, um, you know, people are like selling, you know, locks and all kinds of other things that sometimes they sell those for a lot of money and they are, again, from like, reputable brands. And to your point, people can break into those things too if, if, if things are, are not secure. Lockpicking and- Lawyer has a whole channel just about, about mm-hmm. showing how terrible many of these devices are. If you wouldn't yeah. put something really low quality on your front door, why would you put it on your partner's genitals, right? right. So- <laughs> Do you all remember the uh, the cellmate uh, story from, I think, 2021 when somebody's chastity cage got yes. hacked and they were ransomed? We talked about it. Yeah. Yes, we talked about it on this show because that was insane. And uh, I, I remember yeah. the headline: "Your f- is now mine." <laughs> like that's, <Yep. laughs> that's that that I remember that. Yeah, I mean that just <laughs> I totally agree with with both of you. It is uh, a a cool idea, a cool and fun idea. Um, it would be great if there were a way to do it safely, but I, 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 yeah. I will, I will say this is just going to be, um, a, uh, um, a plug, no pun intended. Stop. I know. I <laughs> delete, delete yourself. <laughs> no, no, but genuinely, genuinely there, there, there's, there's a person, um, we, we talked about some of the work that they did before. Uh, I, I followed one blue sky, but they, they run buttplug.io. I don't think you have to censor that, Simone. Uh, if you do, I'm going to spell it out and don't censor this. B-U-T-T-P-L-U-G.io. This is an open um, source standard and software project for controlling intimate hardware, including, you know, sex toys, effing machines, and more. And this, I think, is really great because they basically, they reverse engineer a lot of these toys. They look at the things that are good or not good and like can you know have resources and whatnot to make sure that these things are secure and are not going to potentially do things like this so we talked about this a couple of years ago when one of these topics came up um i genuinely want to give this like a shout out um and and i think that if you're looking for getting into this space and you want to have fun with these things this would be a resource that i would trust before i would buy anything from your favorite you know um sex shop because even if it's $400, it could still just be some like cheap China, you know, old firmware, like not secure stuff. So mm-hmm. I, but, but plug.io, I'm just going to give that a, a shout out. I've never like used any of the things from here, but I'm aware of the site and, and the, the resources seem really, really solid. And so, you know, I, I appreciate what, what they're doing. I would love to talk about the, the researchers move of defacing the company website because I think yes. that that was yeah. so baller. So the message uh-huh. that he put on the site was, uh, the site was, uh, yeah, the site was disabled by a benevolent third party. Redacted company name has left the site wide open, allowing any script kitty to grab any and all customer information. This includes plain text passwords, and contrary to what Redacted has claimed, also shipping addresses. You're welcome. <laughs> um, which I just it it's. So good. And I, I can really feel like his desperation to mm-hmm. 
like he he's done everything right in this scenario and yes. like he's reached out s- multiple times and TechCrunch and reporting this reached out as well and like they're trying to keep everything anonymous so that like I'm sure somebody could reverse engineer this and find the company that whose uh who whose toys Product are vulnerable. Is, sure. Yeah, but like they're they're literally doing everything right and it's yeah, so doing infuriating the most, to see is. a company be so irresponsible with just the most sensitive data I can imagine. Because it's, it's honestly it's it's more than the data that is mm-hmm. vulnerable. It's also like w- once you have that the information, you have yeah. yeah you have something that you can hold over someone because it is yes. like it's really personal, really intimate information. And that was kind totally. of behind the the blackmail. Uh, hacker attempt on the chastity cage two years ago was like it's because it is a sex thing you can yeah it's taboo you can hold that over someone and and use that against them so like the company if you're making some a product like this you really have a responsibility to your customers to protect them and in this case it really it seems like the company's like not only are we uh we're kind of just willfully closing our eyes to this issue that we have okay any fi- now that i've gone on my tirade any final thoughts about uh this story before we move on i just think sex toys need to get their infosec act together this is i'm so disappointed <laughs> completely agree yeah yeah, no, I I loved your tirade. I think that you're absolutely correct. And again, um, buttplug.io, if you want to see uh, projects that are doing these things the right way. No, genuinely. So but that's, that's, yeah. that's, that's uh, I think that's great. This is like a whole nother level of safe sex that we are yeah. advocating. <laughs> really sex funny. doesn't just need to be safe in the physical world. It needs to have clean data practices right. as well. Right. Uh, and we here at Rocket support that. And now I'm going to do a really aggressive pivot is everyone ready for this? I'm so sorry about how this is going to turn out, but it is uplifting. September is Childhood Cancer Awareness Month. And once again, for the fifth year in a row, the Real FM community, that is you guys, is coming together to support St. You, Jude you, you. Children's Research Hospital. You, you, you. You are all supporting St. Jude's Children's Research Hospital. St. Jude won't stop their life-saving work until no child dies from cancer. With your support, will be one step closer to that day. One cure closer, one child closer. So around the world, an estimated 400,000 children are diagnosed with cancer each year. And even more tragically, in many low and middle income countries, four out of five will not survive, largely due to the lack of access to quality care. St. Jude Children's Research Hospital and all of us at Relay FM want to change that. Curing childhood cancer is a tremendous undertaking, and St. Jude needs our help. The generosity of donors everywhere supports cutting-edge research that saves lives and ensures that families never receive a bill from St. Jude for treatment, travel, housing, or food. St. Children's Research Hospital won't stop until no child dies from cancer, no matter where they live. But they cannot do it without your help. So, we here at Relay FM would love your support again this year to Support the life-saving mission of St. Jude. With your help, we know we can surpass $2.5 million. Donors who make an individual gift of $60 or more will receive a digital bundle of Relay FM wallpapers and screensavers. Last year, our screensaver sent shockwaves through the Relay FM community, so do not miss out on what that's going to be. Uh, also, donors who make an individual gift of $100 or more will receive our new 2023 sticker pack featuring new designs. Ooh. 
When you donate this year, please click the blue search employer button on the donation summary page to check if your employer offers a matching gift program. And if they do, you'll get an email with details on how to have their match credited to the campaign total. And if you want to get more hands-on, you can start your own fundraising campaign to help FM reach our goals while earning exclusive FM merch. So fundraisers who raise at least $1, $1, really, will receive a 2023 face-off edition of the FM for St. Jude challenge coin. And fundraisers raising $250 or more will receive this year's incredible desk mat. And new for this year, the top 50 fundraisers at the end of the campaign will receive a limited edition Relay FM for St. Jude tote bag in an all-weather material with a laptop sleeve. And it might, I'm hearing now, have a surprise inside. Da, 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 da. So please go to stjude.org slash relay to donate and to find out more about fundraising. That is again stjude.org slash relay. That's S-T-J-U-D-E dot org slash relay to learn more and to donate. Uh, St. Jude will not stop until no child dies from cancer. And with your support, we'll be one step closer to that day. One cure closer, one child closer this month and every month. Let's cure childhood cancer together. Uh, And Relay also has, of course, on September 22nd, uh, from 11 a.m. to 11 p.m. Central Time on the Relay Twitch channel, the Podcast-a-thon. So that's going to be super fun. Stay tuned for more information about that. Thank you, everyone. Uh, Everyone who's donated so far and everyone who is planning to donate or just everyone who's planning to share that campaign with a friend uh, so that they can learn more about it. Yeah. Absolutely. Love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. Now let's again do yet another hard pivot. I'm so sorry. <laughs> it's going to be a hard pivot for the next few weeks, I think, with That's our show. That's what she said. We didn't need to wait for Firefest 2 here <laughs> at Rocket because Burning Man became its own Firefest oh and not God. in the way that it does so every good. year by doing the burn. Last week, a historic rainstorm turned Nevada's Black Rock Desert into a mud pit on Friday evening of Burning Man, causing the festival to... Uh, it didn't shut down, but causing people to be stranded there. FEMA asked attendees to stay put as <laughs> roads were impassable and to conserve food and water. As of yesterday, attendees are finally leaving the desert and it looks absolutely miserable. There is the longest line of cars that I've ever seen. I think 60,000 people go to this thing every year. I don't know how many 70,000. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, Diplo and and Chris Rock were able to like hitch a ride on somebody's Mm -hmm. the bed of someone's truck after walking a few miles, which you know what? Good job, guys. Love it. Like, uh, that had to be a weird combo of Diplo and Chris Rock, like walking for miles together, trying oh, to God. like and just wandering into the desert. <laughs> wandering into the desert, trying to find like somebody's like uh, you know car, so they can be like, "Let us out of here, get us out." <laughs> that is how you die. Also, I think like wandering into the desert rather than just staying in one place. But go off. I mean, they did get out. <laughs> look, I- I'm very glad because I'd be very upset if, if Chris Rock died yeah. and and would be you know mm-hmm. yeah. the the. We would also pay respects to Diplo. Um, ah! <laughs> All right. So this disaster. <laughs> Christina is in. Oh, God. Wow. That's fair. This ecological disaster follows. Yeah, it's 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 fair. Uh, follows years where Burning Man has become increasingly at odds with the original ethos of the event. Uh, counterculture, arts orgy, acid trip with a leave no trace tenet. That 
like other high-profile events like Coachella, has become a playground of ultra-wealthy and high-profile guests, such as Chris Rock and Diplo. Diplo. Among the misinformation to come out of Burning Man were that there was that there were active cases of Ebola in the camp, which was oh this is my favorite, true. but oh it my is God. the it was best. Not true. <laughs> my, 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 my sister, like she was like going down the rabbit hole. We were talking about this on Sunday, and she was going down the rabbit hole at like two o'clock in the morning, and she was like, "I," because I, I saw it, and I was like, "This is clearly fake." And she was like, "Well, I didn't, I didn't think it was not fake." She was like, "I didn't think it was necessarily true, but I didn't immediately go that it was fake." She was like, "It could happen." I was like. You're not wrong. Like, given everything else that's happening, yeah. like, I mean, look, again, I immediately was like fake, but I also completely understand how that, you know, rumor could get spread and that people would be like, yeah, I see it. Uh, but that was my favorite. The, the the Ebola rumor was honestly, it was so good. Well, Go the on, Ebola Simone. rumor led me to my most disappointing um revelation which is that i had heard that oh the ebola rumor is false but people are getting trench foot and then i realized that i don't actually know if people were getting trench foot <laughs> at burning man but that's like of course the world war one uh freaking um tren- yeah. trench disease i've just forgot the word trench even though i literally just said it where uh when you're just standing in mud for hours and hours mm-hmm. and hours your feet get messed up um i am now seeing in an insider article um warning people at Burning Man, how not to contract trench foot, but that doesn't mean that people no, did doesn't. get trench foot at Burning no, Man. No, that just means that that was an SEO um, uh, derived story that yeah. uh, some poor intern um, or or fellow was um, told to write um, on a holiday weekend, and uh, because of the, the that's what a lot of people were searching for. That's what yeah. that was, including but, me. But, <laughs> oh, absolutely. But but oh, I mean, I again, same. But I'm just saying that doesn't tell us if anyone got trench foot or not. If you nope. were at Burning Man, and I have actually reached out. I, I was hoping we could have a Burning Man attendee on the show this week, but I was unable to make that happen. Maybe we can get someone on in the future. But if you were at Burning Man, if you're a burner, um, we would love <laughs> to have you on the pod. We won't strictly make fun of you. I mean, like, honestly, we will a little bit, like, just going to be completely candid. I don't want anyone set up for, like, you know, misconceptions here, but we will completely hear you out. But I would love to know about your time at the burn and uh, how you were able to, like, deal with the mud and the, you know, uh, weird mishmash of things. Because on the one hand, this does seem like the the type of festival where, if, like, if there, excuse me, I'm sorry, Burning Man is not a festival. I have a lot of friends who are burners. I apologize. This is, seems <sighs> like the sort of event rookie whatever we can call this uh, that whatever i undoubtedly this. also made <laughs> totally this this seems like the the type of place where if this thing is going to happen you should be like best equipped to be able to weather the storm so to speak having said that watching the tiktoks of the guy with the uh the robots having to like take everything down because of all the mud and everything and and just seeing the comments from the TikTokers who were real harsh and he was taking it real well. I have to be, be uh, given kudos for that. Just thinking, wow, some people might've been more prepared than others and, and how to, how to handle the, uh, the mud and, and the being stuck and whatnot. I mean, also, can you imagine like this really had to like make the orgies like just oh my a God, way, so way gross. bummer. So gross. Real tough. Real Grecian mud wrestling hours. Yeah, I don't man. No, I'm so torn on the story because, like, 
it's like you know taylor swift uh like like just had her tour across the entire country it was such a success it was so well run i mean this is accurate right that she she yes. gave even the drivers of the the trucks yeah. like bringing t-shirt, uh, massive yeah. life-changing bonuses and good on her because everyone made so much money here spread the wealth around i mean it's clearly possible to run a good event and it's like i know that you know acts of god and rain like that but at the same time are people really planning this as well as they they should be like it seems like this is happening a lot lately uh i i'm gonna i'm gonna push back a little bit on this i think that burning man of all the events of this type probably is the best run that you could get for a bunch of aging gen x or <laughs> hippies slash you know, um, as Silicon Valley rich people, like a weird, yeah, is this weird, is this weird, honestly, Brie, I'm surprised you've never been to Burning Man because no. you really are like completely, no, you're completely in, in the pocket of the people who go there, which are like, you know, like wealthy white, like Gen X or like, like Silicon Valley types. I'm just saying this is who have like a, you know, anti-capitalist um, streak like or whatever. music, A, uh, but B. But this isn't a music yeah. festival. This is, this, this, yeah. this is, this is like a, this is a, it's, it's a, you know, it's like a, a a part like retreat part. I don't even know what I'm saying, though, is that I think it's actually usually run pretty well. Like they have a lot of things covered. This was one of those weird like this has never happened before because it doesn't rain in this place, which is why they're we, they were having a problem getting, you know, trucks and stuff there, because if a tiny amount of rain in this like arid place is a massive, massive problem. Um, but it doesn't rain there. So they didn't plan for that. And I, I don't, I don't fault them for All that right, because it's enough. literally never I, happened. I'm not saying I feel any one way. It's just, it feels like, it, it, generally speaking, it feels like a lot of systems in America are breaking down, right? Our healthcare system, sure. our financial system. Uh, you know, if you can't trust Burning Man, what's the country coming to? <laughs> but I feel like that's where it is kind of a success because the people who yeah. did stay, like there's that whole ethos of like share everything among the community. Exactly. And, you know, like just we're making it ourselves out here in the desert. I was going to say, and I was going to say the whole, the whole thing is you've literally built a city out of nothing. Like that's the whole ethos of the whole thing. Yeah. And like the, yeah, so it is interesting. I'd like the fact that they, I, I feel like they did genuinely, like I, there was that one TikTok of a person who was like, yeah, I've got like so many cans of tuna. We're good. Yeah. Um, One person did unfortunately die but only one out of the 70,000 and it was and uh, yeah it, we don't think it was related like yeah. it was like it, there's it a lot of drugs the happening it, there yeah but potentially like the weather made it harder for obviously like emergency services to get in but a it happened on friday and b like there's nothing to to show that it was in any, any way yeah. tied to that stuff and yes there's a lot of drugs involved like people have what? and it would be um, hard to get emergency services out there even in a non yes flood year I'm sure. I don't know. I think it's something like that. Like, I mean, you know, drugs at events like this, that's nothing new. It seems like you should have, I don't know, paramedics. Mm, yeah, I mean, that's a good point. I mean, it's, that's, yeah, yeah. yeah, but it's 70,000 people. You know, I mean, yeah. I, I think that, like, there, there's some things that are undeniable. I mean, people have literally thrown themselves into the fire before, um, and Ooh. that has led to, you know, deaths. And so, there are things that you can't prevent. Um, I don't know what the circumstances of this that tragedy really were. really ruin but... my life if I had spent a magical week at Burning Man and then watched somebody throw right. themselves on the man at the on the yeah. last freaking day. Yeah. Wouldn't it? That would suck it? Yeah. so much. 
my, my totally so agree. my tech related angle at this is we know that Eric Schmidt uh, is a former former I guess burner I haven't heard that <laughs> that the CEO of Google was at uh, Burning yes. Man this year I don't think he was um, and that Elon Musk is also a Burning Man fan. Um, mm-hmm. I, I I don't know. Are are the CEOs as this becomes like more and more of a sort of like techie acid retreat, which I, I mean it has been for a while. It's, but it has been for forever. Yeah. Um will we ever see a big CEO? Are we will we ever see Mark Zuckerberg he's gone. rocking in the desert? Yeah, but he's will been. he go again? Oh, probably. Even yeah. as the CEO of Facebook. I don't know. It seems unfair that once you become a, a, in a position he, of power, you have to give up okay, the Burning but, Man. But he already, but he was at Burning. He was at Burning Man after they IPO'd. Like, why oh, would he not? Okay, like, like, like this is. I mean, t- to be very clear here, like, very rich and powerful. Again, this is like all like very rich, like connected, wealthy Silicon Valley types who go to this thing, as well as you know, Insta influencers. And then you also have like crunchy hippie, you know, um, like uh, activist. Um, you know, anti, uh, you know, libertarian, a- anti-capitalist types. Like it's, yeah. it's, a, it's an. To be clear, my complaint, my complaint is that they didn't seem to be there this year, and I, by their not being there, I've been deprived of <laughs> an element to this story that I would find even better. <laughs> I agree with that. Here's the thing, though. Usually, they don't stay the whole time. So this happened mm. at the tail end. But many times they will show up. They'll just kind of dive in. And this is what a lot of the people in the so-called like burner community get annoyed with is that over the years, and this has been happening for more than a decade at this point, although people like Eric Schmidt, who was the longtime CEO of Google, like he was going like in the early 2000s, like he's like hardcore into this and he's a nerdy guy, but yeah. like also really into this stuff. I don't know. Um, his girlfriend had a blog that like his, his mistress had a blog that people found and then he tried to like get the blog uh, taken down it, the whole thing. Anyway, Google it. It's it's because you can still Google it. Although he tried to remove the search results from Google, it's a whole thing. But um, he was real into the burner scene. Um, but I I don't think they stay the whole time. So gotcha. it's one of those things they where like one fly of the critis- in on day one and stay for a bit and then leave. Well, this is one of the criticisms is that they basically will pay people to set up really luxe camps for them. Oh my god! And which which goes against the ethos of you know building it yourself and bartering with everybody and they'll like create like their own exclusive little enclave within the playa. That is and annoying. Then- and then they will have their whole thing and then they'll just peace out and do it. So most of them, again, like Diplo and Chris Rock are able to get a ride out of there, but they were just there for the vibes. Like they're not hanging with like, you know, the the the, the normie orgy, you know, like, uh, you know, LSD like users. Like they're with the other rich people. Like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah. I, I am not an anti-capitalist. Just one of that. I know you're not. I know, I, 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 no, I, I know you're not. I'm saying, to be, to be clear, many of the people who attend this are huge capitalists. Right. But I'm saying it's like a, it's, it's an amalgamation of things in it's the pocket. It's like, that critique capitalism while having a Porsche collection. It's people like that that yes. go, yeah, okay. Yes. Okay, they're the worst. Yes. Very no. bad. People. That's what I said. You're you're completely the target demographic. I think you probably just wouldn't like the outdoors. Like for me, because yeah. I've I've yeah, I'm not I've going to the to, desert. Well, like yeah, you have. I don't like camping. And your skincare is tough enough. You don't need to. Be uh, you can't be that dry that. anymore. Yeah. You gotta yeah. keep it moist. <laughs> yeah, no. Some some of them were talking, and I was like, I would. There's a part of me that would like to go once just to kind of see it, but then there's another part of me that like I hate camping as yeah. it is. And I did say this: if I went, I would only 
only be in the rich people's side. Like I would maybe <laughs> hang out some of the other things, but I would only sleep in the rich people camp. You like, would no way in hell scam your way into Eric Schmidt's oh, 100%. camp. Yeah. Yes. I would 100%, 100%. watch a an uh, show with you and Anna Delphi teaming up to go scam your way into the rich oh, people's side. Oh, she should go. She, she, she would. Oh, my God. She should go. No, I was just going to say, no, you're right. She would do so well there. Like, she would clean up. But I would. I'm talking about the I'd team be honored up. to walk I'm talking about, about the team up because yeah. you are smarter and, <laughs> and probably more strategic in your craftiness. But she's got. Yeah, she just has a scammer game that can't be taught, you know, like it's just in her DNA. I think, I think the two of you could probably become president of the United States. I mean, I do think, I do think that if we were together, we could totally scam our way into the very best camps at Burning Man. I do do feel confident in that. One or the other. Well, (laughs) listeners, if you subscribe to our show, we promise we won't put that money towards funding Christina and Anna Delvey's uh, tickets to Burning Man for 2024. Speak for yourself. (laughs) If you subscribe to our show, we will make every booster episode from August, September 2024 will be about Christina and Anna Delvey going to Burning Man together. And that is my promise to you. Christina, what are you up to this week? So, uh, yeah, thank you very much, Simone. So um, I'm going to Burning Man. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) I I am still in Atlanta. I uh, still just I'm. Uh, just kind of spending, I'm working from home, uh, working from my mom's home, so to speak, and uh, just uh, gearing up for things about to get really busy. So just just doing some work stuff. Um, I'm also going to be testing a remote shooting setup when I get some equipment in, which we might have be a topic we can talk about in terms of like remote uh, shooting rigs uh, for, you know, uh, broadcast production stuff. So that's uh, that's me. Brianna, what about you? Okay, so there are uh, two things I'm doing this week. First, I'm going to tell y'all about the secret evil thing that I'm doing after the show because I cannot announce it. But it is a scam that it is straight after Anna Delvey's heart. Uh, I think both of y'all will be able to appreciate the genius of this. It's so good. Oh, my God. Okay. Um, But the thing I can talk about this week is in something that's not a scam. I am going on Tim Pool's show. Um, Look, I... Don't like Tim Pool's many statements. I don't like what he says about trans people every day. I think it's awful. I think his statements about women are terrible. Um, I, I think he's a conspiracy theorist. I also think that Tim Pool has a massive audience, right? And I think that if um, the the left is not willing to go on and challenge those ideas, then I think they go unchallenged, right? Um, and then they just can tell their audience whatever they want, and they get to characterize who we are, and we don't get to characterize who we are. So um, I know a lot of people are suspicious about me doing this, but uh, I am going to do that uh, this week. I will be on a show on Friday. Um, flying out tomorrow and i'm looking forward to a good discussion uh i've studied my off for this so it's going to be a good hit i wish you the best of luck um (laughs) and i can't wait to hear about it when Mm -hmm. i come back i am going to washington this week my brother is engaged i can't remember if i talked about it on the show um but yeah so i'm flying out my dad's coming to visit um and we're just gonna have a nice little family week which is why i'll be away next week But I will, importantly, 
in Washington be taking a performance driving class, which is what we're going to be talking about in our bonus segment for our subscribers, our beloved boosties who listen to Rocket Booster, which is our bonus segment. Um, We'll hear that discussion. If you want to learn more about how you can get access to that bonus content and ad-free episodes of Rocket, go to relay.fm slash membership. Thank you, everybody, for listening to this very fun, if I may say so myself, episode of Rocket. We'll be back with you next week for an all-Apple showcase. Here we freaking go, because the Apple show is happening on what day? September 12th. (laughs) Not the 15th, as some people have mistakenly reported online. Fake news. Yeah. And I'm, I honestly, you know, I'm reporting that content uh, for misinformation, a willful misinformation and spam. Um, so, you know, just if you see something, say something. And thanks <laughs> everyone who uh, wrote in. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you, everybody. This episode of Rocket is terminated. 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 <laughs> <laughs>